0: A Sword Poem, by our very own Zohab.
1: Sword in scabbard is not a sword. Sword held in hand is not a sword. Sword bouncing light is not a sword. Sword handed down is not a sword. Sword split apart is not a sword. Sword bloody red is not a sword. Sword cutting now is now the sword.
2: Uduasha City, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow where dancers cavort in forbidden operas, making love to forgetting and flame. where the wealthy play at war with silver swords and silken sashes, where the people mine the dead heart of a burning star for cannonballs and pipework, and where a thousand secrets hide in a forest of paper and ink. Here, the five keybearers reside, the five who know the secrets of the broken gates of death. Five, five only. There is no sixth spire, forlorn and forgotten in the desert. There is no one who looks to the displaced, the poor and destitute and landless, whose ancestry has been stripped from them by foreign looms and foreign sparkcraft, and no one has ever heard of the House of Endings. But this is their story. Their roots pulled up and burned, they stand in filth up to their necks. And that is precisely why they must keep their heads ever high. Welcome to Uduasha, immigrant. May it fear the name of the house you will build. Welcome to Desperate to Tune, an actual play podcast about characters with their identities in peril, played by an international cast devoted to fiction-first gaming, collaborative world-building, and complex character drama. Welcome back to Desperate to Tune, everybody! Um... On the uh, on the last episode, we were doing some downtime after a very weird encounter with the nascent sorcerer Salman, who the crew awakened to his destiny through going to a very weird opera. And uh, uh, the result of which was that Saida became best friends with uh, the newly awakened sorceress. Sorcerer, no, sorry. I
3: became his loyal vizier.
2: Yes, I'm not his loyal... friend,
3: I'm yeah, that... a trusted confidant.
2: Loyal vizier. Is... never turn my back on him.
4: Uh-huh. Who is Salman and why do they all like him?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so he's a member of House Ankayat, or he was a member of House Ankayat, uh, before awakening to his destiny and becoming some sort of rogue agent. Mm. So he was a young noble, he was adopted, because he had a special destiny, you see. And then this special destiny caused him to run amok. And, As you uh, do.
4: Uh, yeah. As with all gifted children.
0: As with all gifted
2: children, indeed. And uh, thereafter, we went into some downtime after this. Uh, after this very hectic time. The crew retreated to recover from their injuries and to continue researching the Falling Star Sword School. The sword school of basically upper-class snobs who think that they know martial arts better than Our k Heroes of the Rising Moon School. And they are, to be honest, they're not completely wrong. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I mean, I do think that they are actually, at the moment,
2: better than us.
4: No, no, no. See, they're a little bit wrong. And from that, we shall begin.
2: Yes. Related is also that during the score to Awaken Salman's Destiny, the crew had a run-in with uh, (laughs) a fellow named Hambirau. Clev, yeah, member of the Clev family, mm-hmm. 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 who uh, <laughs> whose sword Bidro he stole to give it to Moss, uh, and he's not uh, yeah, pleased, pleased about this. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, unrelatedly, your cohort Pilot and Murad, so the two uh, NPC members of the Sword School, at the same time insulted Turzan Diamondtooth, who is also uh, a is master martial artist. And so you have now pissed off two separate master martial artists of the same sword school and are planning a score to do something about it. What was discussed uh, last time in brief was to, uh, um, to, I believe, bait some sort of trap for Hambirao, Rao, having figured out that as he works for House Ankayat he's not fully protected by either the house or by the sword school that employs him. But you have done mm. very little prep to deal with Turzan Diamond Tooth at all. So
5: Wait, do we have yeah. to deal with Diamond Tooth? We haven't done anything. Oh right, right, because uh,
2: the No
3: no no, yeah, our guys the... have definitely mm-hmm. done something.
5: Yep. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, specifically Pilot and Murad left him a threatening letter telling him not to slander Ramu, uh Bidru, his father. And also to
3: eat shit.
4: <laughs>
3: no, and also
2: to some... eat shit, yes.
4: I think mm-hmm. I think they put um put some dog shit in his mailbox or something
2: yes yeah they they there was there was a message and there was some dog shit in it the...
4: was there was a lot of shit involved oh it wasn't
2: oh it wasn't to eat shit it was just to
3: look at shit i don't know but it was not good i yes. guess is what is it
4: was very shit shit themed shit <laughs> yeah. was like the cornerstone mm. of the message yes i'm sure have,
3: they
1: told him to eat shit and also yes. provided yes. the meal
2: Yes. Oh, ah, that's very thoughtful of them. Yes. This is how Pilot and Murad roll. <laughs> they are. <laughs> look, they are thugs. They're not paid to think, so.
4: But clearly they have thought and it was thoughtful of them. Which yes. Give them a raise. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
2: Indeed. And yes. so you had uh, you had done some downtime, you had done some amount of prep, but we are basically in the phase where you can gather some infor- uh, information and figure out how exactly you are going to deal with this because, yeah, there are two angry swordsmen who are going to deal with you unless you deal with them first, basically. Mm.
4: Mm. What if we said sorry?
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, valid. I, take this. This in a different direction. I veto this decision. <laughs> yeah. We are not going to apologize to yes. those fuckers. Uh, I will point out that Moss <laughs> began with the outlines of a plan to try to Deal with Hambirau somehow while he is on a job for House Ankayat where he would be like not necessarily legally protected by either one mm-hmm. or the other. And uh, you also uh, found out that Omid is out of his hospital stay and a possible component in your scheme. Just <coughs> bring back. Does Omid
1: discussed. does Omid have any pre-established beef with uh, with, with Hambira or does or is this just someone we can involve?
2: We haven't found out, but you can gather information about it if you want. This Omid fellow, he's got beef everywhere. Yes. that's ch-
4: He's got beef, he's got poultry, he's got it all. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did not like that one.
5: Okay, yeah. fair enough.
3: <laughs> Didn't he used to attack farms?
2: Wasn't that one of the yeah. things that yes, he he, he, probably, yeah. <laughs> he probably did get the beef, actually. Mm. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs> but yes, the I think it's... we haven't established anything about Omid's connection to Hambirao, but it's definitely something that you can look into, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll find out if there is such a connection.
4: Mm-hmm. You know what else we haven't established, Prince? Mm-hmm. Who we are.
2: Yes. Yeah. Introductions. I keep forgetting about the introductions. Ah. Okay. I'll fix this in editing.
4: So. Okay. There's nothing wrong with introducing us 15 minutes into the sh- session, it's okay. Yeah,
2: it's, I guess so. It's
1: a cold open, I believe.
2: Yes. It's so anyway, like we me. are uh, Desperate to Tune. I'm Prince, GMing this story about the family of Ketriti refugees in the dark and foreboding city of Uduasha. And with me are Emma.
1: Who sounds like this today.
2: Yes, <laughs> very good. You sound normal, Emma.
0: <laughs> I know! Uh-huh.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my name is Claude, yes, hello. Yes.
3: Aviat.
0: Hello.
3: And Tree.
2: Ana, namaste.
0: Yes, hello, i <laughs> There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Introductions, having been dealt with, and the recap having been dealt with, I am very curious to see what you're going to do today.
4: Mm-hmm. very good question uh, this is a very good question and wait where did you go She just said namaste and then left <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> that is not how namaste works so you can't just say namaste and leave uh, sorry my internet's being weird uh, but also of course you can say namaste and leave
1: okay. you can't in uh, fact say any other word yeah, uh, preceded by leaving.
3: That's true,
4: that's true.
3: Anyway, namaste. Uh, you can't culturally appropriate namaste away from me, that's, 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 that's misogyny. I
4: think,
5: uh-huh. I think saying namaste and leaving is usually preceded by saying namaste and staying for a bit.
2: Yes, mm. there, there is a famously confusing Swedish homonym about this because a very common Swedish greeting to say hello sounds like ciao which bothers Italians, because it has the opposite <laughs> meaning. <laughs> but anyway.
4: Mm-hmm. OK, I think yes. let's, we should have an in-character meeting. Mm. We should.
2: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can deal with this through a score, or you can deal with this by apologizing and giving Hambirau his sword back. Uh,
5: but... No, no, we're, no. We're not apologizing for <laughs> anything.
4: I
2: only um... proposed
4: apologizing. I never proposed giving sword back. Ah.
5: I don't think we're apologizing either. Because, first of all, we didn't do it. you know.
4: mm-hmm. oh, no, Sorry. We can I apologize for dog shit I, in Mailbox. That's like not totally crass, bro. That's we,
5: we, we didn't do anything about uh, Diamond 2. That wasn't us. I'm not apologizing for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, That was
4: literally us, but okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a down Listen. together and. Okay, I guess we are actually having this discussion in character. Okay. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're in we're in it now. Yeah, mm. yeah. So where are we? In? We're in our, uh, our former smithy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, listen, pilot and Murad, I have told them to go get chai, but like I told them to go get chai from like the chai shop in. In like pasarhantu that I told them that I that I'm like crazy about. I made one up, so they will be busy for several hours trying to find this chai shop.
5: So, Uh, wait, we are not getting chai.
4: Yes, there is chai already here. Okay, what they are going to do is they are going to search for fake fictional chai. Here I have real chai for you because I care about you very much, my friend. Uh, Okay, but listen, the reason I told them to fuck, I sent them on this wild chai chase is because they have fucked up like totally they like put some shit into tarzan diamond tooth's like mailbox and i'm like okay why and then murad was like Ramu was a great man and i'm like this does not f- these two things do not follow together but clearly if you think they follow together there's no point speaking to you so i'm speaking to you guys instead this is, like, really fucked up situation. Really fucked up. I mean, tours and diamonds, he's like, wow. Hmm.
5: Yeah, we saw him at the, in front of the Coliseum, right? Yeah. He it was very wow. Well. The yeah. thing that he does with his teeth? Oh.
4: Then the thing, OK, so you have seen <coughs> the thing he does with his teeth, which, which is, of course, like, pretty wow. Well. I, I mean, we all know this. But uh, I don't think, Shereq that you have seen him do the thing he does with his sword. That's like, wow. It is. No, he he did that for us too. And it was pretty wow. I'm talking about the part where he like cuts you in half.
1: Mm. All right. So we need to find a way that we can deal with him in such a way that he doesn't wow us with a sword.
4: Yes.
1: I am in favor of this.
4: Yes. uh, That is in the nutshell um Can't i we don't
5: convince them that it was a gift of manure or
4: something i mean it's possible but do you want people to ask asso- okay here's the other thing okay now obviously you know we have a reputation to maintain we want to you know we want them to know who we are take us seriously and all of that but do you want people to think associate us with like the kind of people who put shit into people's mailboxes That's, I mean, that, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to have a sex life, okay?
5: are trying too hard to have a sex life, if you ask me.
4: Okay, so I don't need to be handicapped with shit-smearing reputation, okay?
3: <laughs> so, my yes children, so much. I wish to, at this point, interject merely because we seem to be going in circles. And whenever young Bidrohi's sex life comes up, I feel that we have reached a dead end, so to speak. What you're telling me is that uh, out of some misguided loyalty to a man who uh, genuinely was murdered by some random old man, our students, such as they are, have gone to provoke perhaps the most dangerous and flashy swordsman of the Falling Star and... There is nothing that we can do about this.
4: Hmm? I mean, that's broadly correct, uh, auntie, but there are some few important things such as, okay. So he is definitely most flashy, but not most dangerous. There are more people, more dangerous than him, which is also a <clears> problem, <throat> problem, of course. Uh, and the other thing is, I mean, maybe we can do something about it, but I don't know what.
3: Well, lucky for you. I and uh, young Mushfiq here have been working, haven't we, on some way to deal with the falling, falling Star School. Maybe we can make these two things dovetail together? Because I don't know, Emma, if um, Moss has told uh, Saida about her efforts also in this direction. Um.
1: Uh. I, I mean, we've had the discussion that yeah, we, we talked the about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think she would have implied um, strongly. Yeah.
3: That okay, she's okay. Been so doing I think. I think in that case, uh, actually, um, they will say not just young Mushfiq, in fact, Moss also. Really, the only person here who has not been concerned is, um, well, the person more concerned with his sex life.
1: Well, that's not entirely fair.
4: I is making... is being concerned with it now. It's all this Also, my sex life is like a very intricate pro- project several years in the making, okay? Mm,
3: and yet Body, somehow, I, yet to I, bear any fruit. What? What are you talking about? What?
4: With
5: yeah. It's right, it's right. You make it all too complicated with your uh, flashy clothes and the ridiculous flower crown, right? you know all, all you need is pr- to project confidence right that's all you need right like listen with me imagine that the girl you like right is standing right here hmm? and Bushwick like sort of like makes a silhouette like, kind of with his hands near a wall right you just look at her dead in the eyes you approach her you put the, your hand on the wall next to her and you just say girl you and me we're going out and in that moment as her heart starts to beat faster and faster She'll be enthralled by just the sheer audacity of you doing this. You don't need anything else. I so think
1: really
5: uh, you throw yeah. fire at quite a lot of audacity. So I'll from that. Uh, okay, so that's his uh, uh, sex life sorted out. Um, meeting,
4: I fully agree that this is great strategy you're proposing, but it doesn't work if my hands are full of shit. Okay? Or at least people think my hands are full of shit. Okay, can we get Pilot and Murad first of all? Let's get Pilot and Murad Mm -hmm. and like get them off. I don't want this to be a phase, okay? I don't want this to be a new trend where every time someone's like, you know, where we have problems with them, that they start like putting shit in people's mailboxes, okay? I'm going to do that first. I'm going to go talk to them and tell them shit is not cool. I'm, I it will. Does. I will have that difficult conversation with them, because I care about this team.
3: It does seem to me that if this is something we need to say out loud, that we may be having more profound issues. I'm sorry to say this. I think that uh, you youngsters may be, you know, in the parlance how you say, "fucking it up."
4: Can we work with Why what we is have? We work with what we have, and currently we have Pilot and Balt Murad, and they're like they are dog shit. It is true. No one denies this. They are what we have. There's no one else. And then he says this, and then he kind of like visibly thinks about. For a Actually, okay, there may be someone else. I will go speak to them too.
5: Or maybe we can uh, well, maybe we can make this work. Listen, uh, I don't think there's any way to deny that uh, we have something to do with this because. Um, Paul Murad and Pilot, they assigned uh, they, they our, you know, the name on it, um, and it was very clearly us, but maybe not, but it wasn't all of us, it was them, and uh, well, as you said, they are dog shit, so maybe uh, we get them to go to Diamond Tooth and say that, ah, actually, there was a misunderstanding, what we were trying to say is that they were dog shit, and they were hoping to become as good a swordsman as him, That's that's the message.
4: Shere khatam. No. Do you, do you really propose this?
5: In... Sorry, we just
4: Emma, you speak. Either
1: that or they simply apologize.
4: Also, no. I am with Auntie here. We are okay, the I... captains. Okay? I'm not. Listen, all I need to know. All... I'm
5: not apologizing because <laughs> I didn't do anything. But okay, they fine. definitely did do something. Okay, okay
4: so... fine. Fine. No apologies. But, shere Khatam, you have been operating on your own for so long as like cool badass man in jungle that you forget that when we are in team and our underlings go forward and apologize to like big bosses of our other organization and they're like oh my god we totally fucked up then that looks bad on us okay unfortunately you know this whole shit smearing thing we have to own it it's us that is why i'm going to talk to them because like this sort of thing they can't happen but like you know, it's it's too late to do anything about that. When we can't send them over to Diamond Tooth, I mean, what if Diamond Tooth just kills them? That's also pretty bad, you know? No. Uh, it's... Uh, unfortunately, that is, that is not going to work. We're going to have to deal with Diamond Tooth, unfortunately, in some other way. I mean, he's going to come here and try to kill us, I guess. Uh Are you... I mean, maybe the five of us? I mean... Maybe the four of us, uh, six, if we include Balmora than mm-hmm. Pilot, we can fight him off, maybe. But he's probably going to come with friends.
2: I w- I'm going to interject here about that, actually. Mm-hmm. But he won't come with friends. Uh, yeah, because you guys set yourself up, you did a score to prepare this this hit mm-hmm. on the, the Falling Star School. So I think one of the, you don't have a lot going for you here, but one of the things you do have going for you is you specifically did prep. For how can we yeah. disrupt them without drawing down the wrath of the entire organization? That's true. So yeah. You have, I think, the knowledge of how to isolate Hambirao, and probably you can use that to some extent to like try to isolate Diamond Tooth as well. This was an insult personally against him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, will, uh, if... I just want to make that clear that like mechanically and in fiction, you do have this this ability slightly to like catch them out alone. More or mm-hmm. less at least.
5: If you recall, when we were uh, uh, asking Diamond to to, uh, show off his skills for us, he very clearly said there is no team in I. So I think he'll be coming alone. That's true.
4: Mm. But then,
3: alright.
1: So we do isolate
3: him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that what uh, I will say at this moment is, I will say, um, it seems that none of you really have. Any clear idea what you want to do, so this is what I propose. We approach this man in broad daylight, but when he is not near any of his the rest of his school folk, uh, we challenge him to a duel in the old and proper style, and then we beat the shit out of him, but do not kill him. That way, we will solve nearly all problems, and we will give everyone... Uh, how you say a reason to look away if they would like?
0: Okay,
4: this is definitely a good plan, Auntie. Mm. I agree with this, and I volunteer to duel.
3: Oh, Vidrohi, yeah. you are not dueling.
5: No, Vidrohi, you got this. I say uh, because I'm still burnt. Like. <laughs>
3: Bushriq, kindly do not encourage the death of our fellow schoolmates. Vidrohi, he will kill you.
0: This is I am
4: hundred percent aware is very likely possibility. Hmm. But like you know, anyone that he faces, he will probably kill. So incorrect. Oh, but you see. I have
3: an obligation to some people who will not permit me to die, and as a result, it is likely that I am best placed.
0: You wish to find this man, aunty? The fuck
4: does that mean, aunty? Are you saying you can't die because you owe people money?
3: Uh, well, actually, what she's saying is I can't die because I appear to have like a demon in love with me who will take it very ill if anybody except. It destroys me.
0: Oh, yeah, but like well, um, I don't think Vidrohi knows. Be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you don't
3: know it. You don't know that to be clear. Um, <laughs> but I think that uh,
0: what Vidrohi, hmm, I think what she will say is, um, I don't owe money as much as I owe, hmm.
3: My very soul and being. And while I'm attempting to wriggle myself out of that, I think in this case it will be more of an advantage than a disadvantage. If Amdi, diamond if tooth say
5: that, or. No, go on. If you're saying that you can't die, then, you know, uh, and uh, Mushvik just points at you and he's trying not to say, like, an old lady like you. But uh, but uh someone like you can uh, defeat Diamond too. That will save our reputation for sure.
3: That's what I think too.
4: Mm -hmm. See, Bidro is like Mm -hmm. thinking about this, and he's got a few motivations here. Uh, Mm. A big part of the motivation, let's be honest, is that you know he will feel very. It's cool if he does the thing yeah 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 it'd be, yeah, it'd be really sad if you die, but also ah. mostly, it's important. It'd be really cool if you did the thing. Yes. correct.: Yeah, so uh, i I'm definitely going to try to take your place during the school.
2: Okay. okay. <laughs> it sounds like we have Excellent. a plan to deal with diamond tooth. Are we leaving Humbiro as a later problem? I oh, don't no. no. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm actually thinking
3: that what I want to do is challenge Hambir Rao, but um, get him to name Diamond Tooth as his second so that uh, they are both in the school, but they are kind of not being challenged as a, um, it's not like I'm attacking the entire school. I'm just attacking one person um, and like he happens to choose Diamond Tooth and it's technically personal.
2: Okay. I think since you did this score of setup of trying to figure out how their internal politics work, I think it's feasible that you can do this. Okay. Uh, because again, you did do a project to figure out how the internal politics work. We didn't establish what sort of relationship Hambira and Turzan have, but I guess yeah. if if this is how you want to play it, then I guess they are friends. You know, I guess we learn that now. I mean, they're in the same school. Yeah, they are. But they could be in the same school and be rivals for all we know. But <laughs> I guess we are now learning that they're not. Right. So.
4: Well, you can be a rival with someone who's your second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can set. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe we can't I get. Mean, the we might have to like it? make some sort of rule to arrange it exactly the way we want. But like, I think mm-hmm. broadly speaking, the idea seems fine that we try to fight them both. In fact, I think what Bidra's is going to say is okay. Since okay, we're so, going to fight. Hmm?
2: So, your solution to having two ridiculously dangerous swordsmen after you is just to fight them both at once. Yes. And, and we just. Okay. Since okay. we're going to fight them in broad daylight,
4: why not? We go all the way. All the fucking way. We, we do in it America. in the sands of the arena, in the Colosseum itself.
0: Mm. I can arrange. You
4: can? Yes, I have friend in House Anrakis.
0: And this would be better.
4: It would be really cool.
1: It would be harder to help. Would it not?
4: You if something like, goes wrong. You mean like rig the thing in our favor? Like cheating? If it comes to it.
3: Of course that's what moss means, Pedrohi. You understand that even though I cannot die, that doesn't mean that I cannot be split in half, right? I will just continue to live despite being split in half.
1: I'm not, I'm not inclined to so ever happen.
0: I'm glad to hear it. Hmm. This Which is, is why pickle. I am uh, concerned about this arena idea.
4: <laughs> it's a pickle. I mean, it would be very cool. And if we pull it off, then it will make our repetitions for the rest of our lives.
5: Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say out of character that Mushlik absolutely will cheat, but he's just not going to say anything about it now. Uh huh. Like, so... Because Mushlik's cheating is more, I guess, improvisational cheating.
2: Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think, let's wrap the scene here and take this out of yeah. character because I think yeah. we've arrived That's at fine. it. So the question is whether to do this in the official arena or elsewhere. And I think. This is something that you can arrange. Like you can choose this. It's you know, someone yeah. chooses the weapon, someone chooses the place, yada yada. You can engineer to have mm-hmm. yeah. yourselves, choose the place. I think that is. I fine. think
3: we sh- I think it is a stupid uh but I think we should do it in the Coliseum. I actually think the reason think- that maybe we shouldn't is um for someone like Moss, uh who isn't directly Marshall, I wonder what she would do during the school. Uh and it might be something like that might be something we need to figure out. Um, um-
1: The Colosseum
4: has crowds, I assume. It's got crowds. Absolutely.
1: Yes.
4: And it's also possible there it's also possible that we can like because we don't know what the actual terrain in the Colosseum is. I mean Mm. mentally when we say Colosseum, I suppose we imagine the sands and just nothing else. But it could be that we can arrange like terrain, you know. Make it like a whole
5: thing. Yeah, but just say someone chooses the location. So maybe there's a few arenas to choose from yeah
0: mm,
5: um, i like that also uh prince what do you mean by someone chooses the weapons so do you mean like i would if i were to choose the weapon i would choose it for both teams
2: I, I i don't know we haven't established how this is how duels work like this is just okay. commonly how duels work that someone decides the weapons and someone decides the location and sometimes they're the same person and sometimes they're different you know there's a whole lot of, of dueling tropes like this, right? So, we haven't established how this works in Uduash at all, so
4: yeah. we can establish okay.
2: it now. Okay. And um, if you're
4: leaning towards gladiatorial combat, then there's a whole vibe of, like, you know, asymmetry, people having different weapons and so on, that yeah. draws the crowds true.
5: Okay, um, I, I, I have an idea for cheating. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is yet. That,
4: okay. That's perfectly yeah. fine. Is it banana-based? It is not banana-based. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Okay. Yep. Uh,
2: I actually forget now where in Udoasha is the Coliseum.
4: It's not actually in any of the districts as such. It's more like an interstitial space. Okay. Let me find the map again. Just give me a second. We haven't actually the Coliseum, used the...
3: Yeah, the Coliseum only exists when House has wants it to exist. I see.
4: Mm-hmm, no. Uh... <laughs> It's somewhere between Ash Ashcluster, and and Okay.
2: Interesting location for it. Well you know. uh uh-huh.
4: Near yeah. the moneyed locations and so
2: on. Near the moneyed locations. Alright. So Colosseum, near the moneyed locations. And my suggestion is that we don't make the we don't make issuing the challenge part of the score itself, because mm-hmm. you did a whole six clock project to manipulate the sword school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just in the interest of brevity, let's also have that 6 clock. I'll give you for free that, that that 6 clock lets you manipulate them into dueling you. It's easy enough, honestly. Turzan just wants to kick your ass anyway, so... Yeah. So <clears throat> alright. Uh, so who is actually dueling you and who is the second? Hampirao is the duelist and Turzan is the second? Yes, or... I think so. Okay. I think... yeah. Because I, the reason I say this is that I think that if... Uh,
3: Turzan was the duelist himself. We would be fucked.
2: Yeah, it. Uh, I can sort of see it. Like Turzan is uh, obsessed with his own self-image, and he would probably prefer to kick your ass himself. But probably what happens is that will like petition him for a favor. That like, no yeah, brother, let yeah, me yeah. do it. Please, 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 yeah, let yeah. me do it. And, uh, <laughs> please, 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 let me it. do it. Yes, yeah, great. yeah. Um, and please, badgered.
0: can I like
4: beat the peasants up?
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I guess that they are on fairly good terms, and it's one of those, like, only one of them can do the actual deed. Uh, but it will be Hambirau in this case. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. So, um, what, what you will get for free is a duel with Hambirau in the Colosseum. Turzan is also there, and there will be an audience. And it hmm. probably actually won't be, like, a huge audience. I don't think this is the... This is it's not necessarily, the... like, a... No, it's on. not the it's not the event of the year, right? It's not like oh, sure, yeah. ancient rivals. It it really is like some upstart peasants are gonna go there and get their asses kicked. Should be good for a laugh. I think that's the vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we did something before the score to like really get the audience going? Hmm. You can absolutely do that. I think you can acquire audience as an asset for
0: hmm. something
2: like this. Oh. Hmm.
0: Acquire Somebody.
2: an audience as an asset, yes! Yeah, I'm just I'm just framing what would be the default, right? The default yeah, here yeah. would be they will agree to kick your ass, and they are not going to hype it themselves, because, like, this is a formality to them. Like, they have been insulted, they are going to put you in your place, and if anyone wants to watch, cool. But we're not going to, like, hype it, it's not a big spectacle. Makes that sense. Makes sense. Yeah.
3: Um, I, does anybody mind if I quickly use a rep to finish up my healing clock? because uh, then I will be harm-free,
4: which seems important for this. Okay. Yeah, I should also do the um, same. I'm kind of bruised.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think in this case, um, it's very much just people are going to really see her uh, being breathing uneasy, being an old woman, and it, it doesn't do great things for our um, image, right? Uh, until until Saeed that kind of gets a hold on it. So, yeah. That's
2: it. Okay. So, do you want to gather any information or acquire any assets?
5: No. Um, if we're healing, maybe I'll heal as well, because I'm burnt, but not too bad, apparently. So, let mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Spend... oh, By the way, Adith, are you taking mm-hmm. notes? Oh, yeah, um, I was. But a lot of it was just us uh, waffling okay. a
5: um, okay. Uh, what? How many die am I rolling for healer? One, uh,
2: zero, right? because you're still tier zero, unfortunately.
5: We don't get anything for um, our contact.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Forget. You have a physician. You have a a healer contact who you invoke during downtown. So yeah, take a yeah. bonus die for her. So roll one die to recover. And does Aidan need to roll to recover, or do you just have... Oh no, two? I was one take away,
3: so it doesn't matter okay. what I roll. I mean,
2: and Mushvik rolls a 4, which is what he needed to recover as well, so... yeah. yeah. Alright, mm-hmm. resources invested. that's good, because you are likely to take on some injuries <laughs> in this setup. I mean, I will flag for you that what you're doing is pretty fucking crazy, but yep. you're mm-hmm. not taking on Tourzan directly, at least, so... Ah, uh, you say this now... Uh-huh. I feel okay. like we
3: are like. What is the likelihood that we don't fight him? It's very low, uh-huh. right? Like yeah. we're stupid enough to make this happen. Uh,
2: yeah, I just so, want yeah. to point out: I did not establish this NPC. You did, and you are yes. the ones who said he is terrifying as all hell. Oh as yeah, as no, as no, no. <laughs> let us not.
3: Let us definitely not uh-huh. uh, imagine that I have not dug this hole for myself. For yep. I have. Um, Excellent. Great. I do have a gathering for what I want to do, but I'm happy to go after other people
4: hmm Uh I want to have a quick conversation with Moss. You mm-hmm. But that's not gonna be gathering for I mean it could maybe be quick or maybe not. So it's a scene. That's all right. But everyone. Yeah, I'm fine with that.
2: Alright, cool.
5: Go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, then... So wait, hang on. Um is also gonna turn up here, right? Like there's gonna yeah. be So yeah. we're gonna be fighting both of them in the arena.
4: So he's the actual target. Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, there's cool. a Bemidjuth is the second. So he may join or may not. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay.
2: Basically, yeah, and I think part of the reason for this is it doesn't look good on their end if they're like, "Oh, there needs to be two of us to deal with these peasants." Like that, you know, Mm -hmm. that just makes them look less cool. So it's better in there. In there, if only one of them fights, but you know, you still Mm -hmm. have a second because that's how you do. That's just the format. Yeah, that is how. Yeah,
3: exactly. You can't not
2: have a second. That's even worse. It means you don't have friends. Yeah, I mean, yes. even if you're the coolest swordsman in the world, you might have a cold on the day and need your second to step in or something. That you know, mm-hmm. shit happens.
0: Yeah, also true. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. I approached Moss. Uh, not sure where. Probably somewhere away from both the rest of the sword school and also the rest, also our family.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably after the conversation that just happened.
4: Yes. Yes, it yeah. makes sense to follow on immediately. I say. Sister, you seem very uh, disquieted by the idea of having this showdown in the Colosseum. But
0: I'm
4: disquieted by the idea of having it at home. It's, it's true, it's very risky. But it seems that, you know, our hand has been kind of forced here. And like, we, you know, we need to do something like this, like something really big and kind of crazy and reckless to kind of like wipe away the reputational stain you know like everyone still like thinks about rising moons sword school as like a bunch of like morons because of you know because of my dad well, we need to do something
0: like this i think
4: sorry were you saying something
3: oh no i'm just laughing at because of my dad um that's yes. like the reason that we're in this situation
4: You're not wrong, but you know, yeah, yes, yeah. So, like, we need to do something, but like, I am also sorry. You were saying
1: it's of course not true, but I understand if you.
4: I mean, I don't know. I think it is pretty true. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, maybe I hear it more because like I'm his son, but like everyone's Mm -hmm. always talking about Ramu the little bitch, and then they are like, oh look, it's Bidrohi, little bitch's son. And I'm I like,
0: people say this?
4: Oh, yeah. Huh. I mean, they also say, look, Bidrohi, he's very sexy. But like, they also say the other thing. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Uh, anyway, but I admit I am also nervous because, like, as I said, who's on Diamond he's like, wow. Okay. And like, mm-hmm. there's also the other sword masters, the other Rustas, mm-hmm. they're also like, wow. Yes. And also, like, you like i i heard that the that auntie has like some weird like sort of like will they won't they frenemy hate crush thing going on with like ustad jaiklev and that man is like wow okay so like i you you get what i mean like i don't know things can get very strange and very like difficult and like maybe we're biting off more than we can chew mm-hmm. so i am also worried about how we can make sure that auntie auntie doesn't like get like just killed or like doesn't kill Hamira, and then it's like, okay, I will fight Tursan Damutu. Oh, also like Usta Jackler. There you are, you fucking bastard. I will kill you too. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anything could happen. Right. So I, I'm just worried. And I think yeah. we should do something to make sure that yes, things do go in our favor. But I'm not sure what. It's very public.
0: I've
1: I've been thinking about getting into the arena early and arranging the terrain in our favor.
4: Okay, that's a very good idea. I can arrange that. As I said, I have someone who's like... I have I have, I have guy in an House Anrakis, they own the Colosseum, I can make this happen. This is good. Second good. thing I wanted to talk to you about. diamond Tooth the second for Hambir Rao, okay. Who is the second for Auntie? It's either myself. I could do it. It's a private conversation. You're here.
5: <laughs> hmm? I've either... been here the whole time, hiding behind the crates.
4: <laughs> okay, Khatam, okay. get, get out here. I'm talking about you.
5: <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Wait, where are you having this conversation?
4: <laughs> somewhere with crates apparently <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh, uh, okay, oh, sorry shere. no oh no, no no don't don't mind me with Ray I didn't hear anything uh, continue <laughs> having your private conversation
4: <laughs> it's okay share it khatam you know uh, okay auntie is going to be the first duelist at school but like there has to be second as as well right and like Mosapu,
0: I mean I assume you don't want to be it Mm, well, I prefer to do it because mm.
1: it wouldn't be you or mostly in such a but I am also aware that that is not, I'm not the best person for the job.
4: Okay, Masapo, that's very cool, very heartrending, and like the sort of like emotional stakes that I expect from our family, but like, please don't do it. I know. <laughs> okay. And like, it speaks to how worried I am that I'm like, I don't really want to do it either. Okay, It'd be like really cool if I did it, but like, you know, I mean, what if something did happen to me? You know, that would be like not, that would not be cool. But Shere Khatam, what if something happened to you? That would also not be cool.
5: (sighs) uh, You put far too much value on my life than I do my own. I've already died a long time ago in the jungles of Ketris.
0: Jesus.
4: Okay, Sherekhathan, that is also really cool and like really ups the emotional stakes in this situation.
5: All I have left is Zaheer and he's such a pain in the
0: ass. <laughs> oh, is
4: he?
5: Mm, sorry, what was that? <laughs>
1: Are you alright? <laughs> uh,
5: sorry, I, uh, sorry. Had a, had a flashback there. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I could mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> cool.
4: You will do it because you are a man with nothing to lose.
0: I no am. No one
4: is there in your life, no one loves you. No. You're, you're just okay. going
0: for it,
3: huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs> I'm not saying no. you're wrong, by the way. <laughs> you are a man with no one, nothing hmm. to lose, no one to miss you. No one yep. to mourn you except us. Yep. So and that's
5: really- I mean, what mm-hmm. and that
0: what what does that really count for, you know?
4: Exactly. Wait. <laughs> okay, so we've decided to share I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to talk to um I mean, I don't know if I need to actually make a role here or anything, but I'm going to talk to my friend Leo, the painter for House yep. Narcus. And mm-hmm. like get him to no, actually at this point i think it probably is a role right because i i want him to smuggle help smuggle moss in and, oh yeah
2: like, i think yeah. this is mm-hmm. this is higher stakes right leo is yeah. not he's a man on the inside but he does not want to offend his patrons so yeah there is definitely a role to smuggle moss inside here
4: mm-hmm. and like even I if i, I sp- so i think what makes sense here is should it should the role be at Leo, or should it like be a role that Moss makes, which I assist via Leo?
2: I think it's a role that Moss makes with Leo as an assistant. In order not to complicate this, let's call it a fortune role. Actually, and we'll just see how well smuggled in you can get. Oh, interesting. Mm. So I approve uh, of this. I think this makes sense because you know I think Leo can get a person into the arena, but there are there are differences, right? There's a difference between. Being beneath the stage with full access to all the secret tunnels and being like, "Yeah, I can get you a job as a popcorn vendor." So, <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. So, I think it's some sort of role for Moss with a plus one for Leo, and it can happen.
1: Cool.
4: Uh, I'm just I took an extra dice. Sorry, I, t- I-, I took a stress, or should Leo just be giving you the dice?
2: No, uh, I think Leo just gives the dice here. He is your good friend. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Let's have the bonus for him apply. Okay, makes sense. Let's do
1: it. I'll make a finesse roll in that case. And, okay. uh,
2: nice.
1: It'll just be like yeah. kind of, you know, social stealthing way, we in past okay. some, uh, with some. Well, we will see it, actually. Okay. It's a
0: four. It's a four. Okay,
2: so uh, I think uh, thinking about it with this sort of in between, uh, in between state, I st- still think the the way that Leo can smuggle you inside is probably by getting you some sort of job, because this is not super well overseen. But it won't just be a popcorn vendor. Mm-hmm, um, that's so uh, I think I will leave it. I'll I'll frame it like this. Actually, I will leave it up to to you, Moss, to define precisely what. What happens? But you are given a job and access to one part of the arena, and you can tell me which one. And people will be suspicious if you like go outside of that role. But you know, you basically will start undercover as something.
4: Oh my god, it's hitman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Kind of laughs> is. Yeah. Um,
1: so the first thing that popped into my li- mind was limelight operator. Um, okay, but That yeah. might be too. That might be. Like, I feel like most might not choose that because it's very, very restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, although it has...
5: You can use the limelight to blind them. Uh-huh. Cool. Mm.
4: Thank yes. you for including limelights into this, because of course there's limelights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: I also wonder... Like, I imagine, I, I have this idea in my head that they do they do just kind of rearrange the terrain and they make a fun like battle arena for every time that yep. there's a fight, and so they have lots of like people going in and out and like putting like an entire tree down, and, yeah. like digging it into the ground, uh, moving them about. Maybe I'm sort of like that.
2: Okay. Yeah. So you're a you're a landscaper. You're a, I'm a landscaper. landscaper. I'm just, yes,
1: combat
0: just... <laughs> landscaper.
2: <laughs>
4: okay. I would like to have. I would like to do something uh-huh. to emphasize this further. Okay. Okay. Uh, I know. Okay. So I want to talk to Mumtaz. I mean, I assume that I don't want to get bogged down in there. Yeah. Because, mm, yeah. I'm I just... don't want to
2: do too many scenes either here,
4: but yeah. yeah. Okay. We can assume that some things are talked about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or maybe it's a, or maybe it's an actual action role to get together to help. Right. Because yeah, things were. What do you want her to do specifically? I want her to kind of build the hype for this match. And Mm. I want her to build the hype for this match as, like, okay, we're going to have the Falling Star School is going to face off against uh, the Rising Moon School, a traditional sword art school from Ketris. And I want her to really... So I want her to... Because, you know, she's obviously, like, really well-collected and so very social and so on. Basically, the idea is if this works, then we get a Ketris-themed battlefield.
2: Ooh. Oh okay because of her hyping it up like basically yeah. she will tell the story of that.
4: Yeah so she she'll be she'll be telling about she'll be going on about it and so the set designers in the colosseum will be like oh yeah okay so i guess that's the theme for this.
2: Okay you know what uh, if that's just if if the goal you want her is just like kethris theme the battlefield mhm then I think you can call this in as a favor because the Blue Smoke Troop are now your allies. So I don't think we need to roll for this at all. Actually, if all you if you oh. don't want them to do anything illegal, if you don't want to do them anything particularly difficult, if you just want to go like, I want you performers to perform and do some hype, then I think they can just do that. I mean, okay, they're they're a theater troop, right? This is what they do. You want us to tell a cool story about Kether- the Cthulhu Sword School? Yeah, we might make some money off of that. You know. Okay. It doesn't run counter to their interests at all, I think, to just create hype. It's what they okay.
4: do. Then I think, since we're doing this anyway, let's also roll this into our acquire audience rule.
2: Yeah, that okay. makes sense, I think. Yeah, okay. so I'll just roll... So, yeah, you're yeah. acquiring an asset. Mm-hmm.
4: Tier, with Mumtaz's help, so I'm going to take yep. an extra dice there. Yep. Would anyone like to assist in this? Um,
1: I feel like I could assist, being one of... since I am a... Uh, you know, Oops. experienced
4: combat landscape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, I'm going to roll an extra dice there.
0: Yes.
4: Yep. Ah, still just a five. So it's which a five. Which yeah. means we get a quality zero,
2: size zero asset. yes, yeah. <laughs> let's. Yes, let's. Which is which is one or two people. But I think what's going on here, how I want to frame this, right, is mm-hmm. that. Uh, you get an asset which is small, but I mean, you also get an asset which is, to some extent, professional at what it does. Mm. So I think how mm. we represent this is that this is actually a marketing asset. Like mm. You hire, you, you basically made this role for how good Mumtaz does as your, as your marketing agent, right? So apparently she's a tier zero marketing agent, which is understandable because she's an actress, not a, not you know, a... a, a... Yeah, she's not a professional advertiser. Yeah, she's not the Mm -hmm. manager. She's not a professional advertiser. But she will still, like, improve the number of people in the audience. I think, you know, it doesn't make sense to read this strictly as, like, how many audience members do you get? Because having 20 audience members is a lot less of an asset than having 20 thugs. So... (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: Okay, tell you what. I'm going to spend a coin Mm -hmm. to get her some ad space in the newspapers.
2: Okay. Excellent. So then she is quality one.
4: Yes. Cool.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
4: Spend money to make money. Yep. Or just spend money. We'll see or how
2: we just, cool just spend money in this case. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, getting her up to quality one, she does a better job as an advertiser. And yeah, we, as I said, you can theme uh, the arena to yourself. You can tell this story, and you will have a modest audience, not a huge audience, but you know, uh, an audience. Right? There, there is someone hyping this now, so people will turn up and see what the fuss is about.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh all right, I think there's just one concern I have with the score, which mm. is that so we have a thing for Saida, of course, she's the most important yeah. person in here. We have a thing for Mushvik, we have a thing for Moss. I don't have a thing yet. I'm not sure what my thing would be, and I don't want to do I don't want to like make up a thing for myself that'll just be disruptive to a very tense situation. Does anyone have an idea for an
0: angle I could take? I think that
3: um, we could see the battle not just as like swordsmanship, but also as PR. And I think Bidrohi would be really good at like, yeah, maybe you're sh- like working, doing the maybe... shit talking. You know, mm. like maybe doing an announcement. The mm. y- you know what you could do? You could commentate. Yeah, <laughs> I oh. think a it would be incredible if Bidrohi commentated. And B, I think we would really get people on our site.
2: Yeah, this also oh. gets the blue smoke troop into the story, I think. That means that your theater friends are basically going to be your cheerleading cohort. So
4: Oh man, Leo's like lift Leo's like lifting a lot of he's doing a lot of heavy lifting here. Good good uh, guy. Uh-huh. Good guy, Leo.
2: <laughs> okay. So Bidruhi, now I know how to frame the, the asset you acquired. So Bidruhi, you have a you have a small gang size one of cheerleaders and you are leading them. This is this is how we'll frame this.
4: Excellent. not you this.
2: Yeah, Montas need... is one of them. And then you have a couple of others.
4: Okay, I need to get my way into the commentator box though. We'll uh-huh. we'll, we'll make that work in the score. Mm-hmm. So it, I will not start as the commentator, but I shall become the commentator. Mm. I am looking forward to it. Yes,
2: very good. That's my score. Infiltrate
1: the commentator, booth. I love that on
2: um, score. Yeah, that's that's my mini score. Good. Okay. Get into the commentator <laughs> booth. All right. Then we'll find out who normally does the commentating. I guess this is, you know, not a world which has microphones and stuff readily available. So I think the commentating is less a person giving detailed analysis of what's going on and more a guy shouting a lot. <laughs> like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I imagine that the commentating is not like super in depth, right? It's probably a person up at a podium who whose job is basically to go like. Everyone cheer! Something happened, and so on. Yay! Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Do you get to like <laughs> hold big signs in front of the audience?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to commentate in detail, right? So it's going to be a guy with an impressive voice shouting out what's going on, probably. Oh.
4: Apparently, megaphones have been a thing since the fifth century BC. Okay, so he has
2: a megaphone. Okay.
3: Well, I mean, it doesn't really take a genius to realize that if you cup something around your mouth, it kind of gets louder and more more
4: focused, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Okay, right. So there's a... Okay, I'm establishing this now about the Colosseum. There is a commentator booth, and it has an enormous built-in megaphone. It's not like one you hold up. It's like a horn that is stuck in place that you shout into. Oh, it's one
1: of those lighthouse horns.
4: Yes, pretty much. <laughs> it is demonically enchanted I mean, because yeah. the Colosseum is a house on rock. Exactly.
2: It's it's a house on rocky's voice amplifier. Mm-hmm. So fair enough. There are no microphones, but there is the magic horn, which means I will sound very handsome when I speak yes. into it. Yes, very good. <laughs> uh-huh. It all How also do means you that sound is...
3: handsome? You know what? I'm not gonna ask. Sorry, yeah.
4: God.
2: It also means that there is uh, Anraki's magic bullshit involved, so that's... I'm just noting that down. Okay. Good. Nothing
4: mm-hmm. bad will
0: come out of that. hmm mm. Very good. Yes. Okay. I okay, think we're cool. ready, then. I yep. think we are.
2: So, uh, one die for sheer luck. Oh, shit. No, sorry. I did. Well, okay. I wanted to do one very quick, gathering. Yes. From. Excellent. Um, Go ahead. Which is very, it's
3: it's a very important gathering for. Which is, I'm um, gonna try to do some research on the person I'm gonna be fighting because I may die if I don't. Um, uh, yes.
4: One and important thing I... there is that he's clearly related to Star Yep. Yes.
3: Mm. Uh, and so I think what I want to do is I will. Uh, maybe spend a couple
0: of days um, You know, Diamond Tooth does like, Spend some
3: time Thrashing people for fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I We're am going him. to I'm going to like, try to be around When this happens and just study him
2: Because um, you're studying Diamond Tooth Not Hambirao just yes, to make this case. But the reason okay. that
3: i stu- the reason I'm studying Diamond tooth is I figure if I can find a weakness in the the best practitioner of the school then surely someone worse than him okay, I mean surely so yeah, right you're
2: just studying He's
5: the not the best test. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just one thing um the thing is uh well m- maybe what you're trying to do is something different but when um Mushfiq and Bidruhe went to scout him out. Like, you know, he okay. showed his form and we did take detailed notes of his... Oh,
3: yes. You he know did. what? You're correct. Okay, in that case, I'm going to change this because uh, I think now it's a skirmish and what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at Mushfiq and be like, okay, you are going to replicate him and then I'm going to fight you and then I'm going to mm-hmm. figure it, figure out like what kind okay. of dumb
2: shit he does. Okay, you okay. have a practice match. Sure. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is Mushfiq spending a stress to assist this role?
5: I yeah, I mean, I guess I am because that's exactly what it, that is exactly what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> and Good. I I think I think uh, practicing with Saida is very stressful in the fiction as well.
2: <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So then Saeedah rolls skirmish with a bonus dice as a fortune mm. roll to try to figure out mm. the falling star sword uh,
3: I I don't figure out the falling star sword <laughs> school. <laughs>
2: okay, Unsurprisingly. What, what did you roll? Just I rolled a three, a two, and a two.
4: Okay, you know what happens? You know why it doesn't work. Because Sherikatam. I mean, it it's Sherikatam, It's cool, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like we all know this, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. Diamond Tooth is just like the next level of sexy fighting. Chirakatam, mm-hmm. yes. yeah. Sherikatam needs to work on his aesthetic. Yes.
5: What it is, is specifically is that Diamond Tooth has the little teeth thing going on, and Sherikatam's absolutely destroyed his own teeth with ice cream. <laughs> yeah
2: oh, I think the the one thing you learn here, actually, from your favorites. is, I looked up the falling star style. It's in the it's in the book, right? Um, and they are famous for two things. They are famous for acrobatic leaps and movements and also for fighting with their clothes. Like they have right. silk scarves and stuff. They actually fight with the sashes. Hmm. And I think what you learn here is that uh Mushvik can't really replicate these these yep. moves. So you have a decent sense of the the sword style, and you know to expect, like, Uh, sashes, sleeves, like their Mm. ostentatious fighting clothes are not just for show. They have these like, yeah, sashes, decorations, robes, etc. And pretty much the one one piece of information you get is that that's definitely going to be used, but you're not sure Mm. how. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, it's fine. I'm not angry. I'm not disappointed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mushvik, you did a great job
4: and you should be proud of that.
5: Um I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a sword better on D, not a circus performer. What are what are these moves?
4: Mm-hmm. You you tell yeah. him as he spits out two of his teeth
2: from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. So basically Great. that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. what I to yep. L- these no, are circus totally performers, literally. Yep, yep. <laughs> they, yep. they they don't um, necessarily fight smart, they fight flashy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. This makes sense. Uh, uh-huh. I am disappointed. That's all I am. It's fine, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fine. you probably survive uh, yeah 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 okay so uh now we're on to the engagement role yes is this operation particularly bold or daring yes oh you better believe it yeah so it's two is it overly complex or continue to many factors i don't necessarily think so. you're going to cheat no. and kick their asses that's yes yes, yes. yeah seems Straightforward. Does it expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? No. 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 Mm. no. Like, you may be cheating, but this is their home turf. This is. And I think, in fact, they have particular defenses or special operations. Yes. It's their home turf, and they are good at fighting. It's yep.
4: This makes perfect sense to me. So you're yeah. back
2: down to one die after all of this. Can hmm. any of your friends or contacts provide aid or insight? I think this is where we factor in Leo. Yes. He has, he has given you access to the Arena in advance. You have some ability to flashback. You have. Moss as an ace in the hole. So that's two dice. Are any enemies or rivals interfering in this operation? Hmm. So you have two targets. I'm not yes. sure whether to apply a penalty for that. I don't think so. Because I, think, I, think... I, I, I think yes, because
4: Ustad, Ustad Jaklev is Saida's rival. And he is the boss of the injured oh.
2: organization. Okay. Then yes, I think we need to apply a penalty for this. Because he... Wants you to lose. Why is he your rival? Why is the head of the sword school hate you personally, um, Theda? It's be-
3: it's because when we were young and foolish, uh, I was like, and I and I came to Uduwasha as a, you know, I had I would learned the Katsuragi style, such as it was at that time, and I yeah. uh, spent some months learning uh, the the sword style here, and I was like, oh, this is crap. I can do much better, and. I tried and failed to hum- humiliate him. And this is the kind of thing where it's not like I humiliated him and he has it out for me. It's that he remembers me even 40 years later. Uh, and he's okay. like, oh, that's that little shit who tried that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Okay, excellent. So, Yeah. Then uh, Jayclef is here. Hamby is related to him somehow, but we haven't found out yeah. how, so that's also interesting. You lose a die for Jayclef, bringing you to one die, and then they're higher tier, so you lose another die, so you're at zero dice. Yes. Only Very exactly good. zero dice, though. So. <laughs> that's good, right? Not like negative one, you know? Mm. What do we in the
4: crowd on our side?
2: Mm. No, you know what? I think... We are representing that as a cohort. It's a thing that you can use very effectively in the okay. score, but I don't think it improves the engagement rules largely because you don't necessarily have the crowd on your side yet. You have a tier one hype guy, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. they're tier three. Their hype guys are tier three.
4: You right, have the great. audience
2: more on your
4: side, but not completely. Just get yeah. into that audience box, into that commentator box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Also, I'm pretty sure that their uh, uh, hype guys actually really like them, as opposed to our hype guys who are more like, you know, somebody told us it would be cool to be here, so we're here, I guess.
2: Yeah. So uh, we are getting to the engagement roll in a second. But before we do yes. that, let's take a break after the engagement roll. But before the mm-hmm. engagement roll, let us actually establish some things uh, mm. and set the scene a little bit. So the Falling Star Sword School is the Uduashan native uh, sword fighting style. It is posh, it is urban, and it is showy. It's meant for show fighting. This is your rival mm-hmm. sword school because you are from the Rising Moon school of Ketris, which is much more like salt of the earth, defend your farm against bandits kind of fighting style, yeah. correct? Sounds yeah. about right. And mm-hmm. so, uh, what I want to establish is just a little bit setting the scene. So, we'll go around the player starting with. I think it's interesting to start with Moss answering this question, actually. So, we've set the battlefield up to be Ketris What does that yeah. actually mean? What does that look like? What's the um, yeah?
0: Well,
1: what I was imagining was that in Castries, you'd be fighting always with water nearby, probably on some sort of board book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at least the boardwalks are the kind of like bridges and stuff are represented here,
2: yeah. So there's a bunch of boardwalks and bridges and stuff, and if you fall off yeah. them. You fall in the mud, I guess. I you know, it would be too like, expensive the mud. Yeah, it would like, be
1: Moss's Moss's full name is Moss on the Rung that breaks your ankle. Ah
2: yeah. Um so
1: you're fighting um, on slick footing a lot, and lot, and that's not for no reason.
2: Yeah. Okay. So slippery boardwalks, mud underneath. If this were right. actually Ketris, this would not be mud but like a bog. But they can't magically yeah. change the arena's ground, so I like this. Uh uh-huh. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, um moving on to Mushvik. What sort of weapons are used? you You wanted to like pitch this in a little bit, but if you have an idea, then go for it.
5: okay. Uh, I don't want to say too much ahead of time. I, I think this is just going to be a straight up sword fight, right? Like yeah. I don't think there's gonna be yeah, um
2: there's nothing there's no strangeness about the weapons as such. That's cool. yeah, uh,
5: well, not yet. I have just one question yeah. for uh, Emma and so, which is. How attached are you to Humbi Rao's sword and would you be okay with something happening to it? No. I,
4: think, I assume Emma is looking for any excuse to get rid of that fucking thing. <laughs> Possibly. I
1: think I think Moss is looking for any excuse to to get rid of that thing. I think it's cool but I also think it's cool if if like something happens to it.
4: Okay. Alright. That's okay. all I need to know. Okay. Can, so
5: can I, then let, let's say that it's with me for Yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yep. My, my my response to it is that if you can like use it in some sort of ironic twist of fate against its owner, uh-huh. then that would be like really cool. Yeah.
2: Except... So, let me then reshape this question from Mushvik a little bit. Hambirau doesn't have his sword, it's with you. So yes. what sort of sword is he fighting with at the moment, do you think? <laughs> Just like to give a sense of his oh, style. Does he have oh, another bejeweled sword, or does he go for something different?
5: No, no. I, I think this is his. This is definitely his bejeweled sword. And I think, but I mean, he belongs to a sword school, right? I'm sure they have lots of like. Yeah. I mean, still pretty de- decent quality, um, like uh, training swords or just yeah. you know, like I don't know. I mean, I could not not check out like a library, but I'm sure they have swords that are yeah, uh, practically just as good. But this is his bejeweled sword, so. Mm. Um, mm.
4: Yeah, he's a South Asian inspired swords guy. He's probably
5: got seven swords. Yeah, fair. But but I but can I we, can say, Yeah, but, but this is his special sword, right? Like this is the one yeah. he carries all the time. Okay. Yeah,
2: the one the one you stole is his special sword. So I'm asking yeah. you what sort of backup sword does he have? I guess.
5: Um I guess just uh I think he just brought a plain one. I, I think maybe okay. he'd be so, so arrogant that he'd be like, ah, these upstairs I'm just gonna grab like any old sword from Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: I think Excellent. if I may. I mm-hmm. think it may be one of those, like, sort of like a yatagan or something. Like, it's like purely, car- purely offensive. There's like next to no hilt on it at all, because he doesn't expect to be defending. Yeah, okay. but it, this mm-hmm. thing will slice you open.
2: Yeah. Uh, Make that uh, okay. All right. uh, a question for Saida then, as yes. we establish the Colosseum. What signs are there of House Rakis' magic?
3: Hmm. So House Rakis is the House of Laughter. Yeah. And I think the Coliseum has two things that set set it apart as a as a place of like kind of um like ent- like arch- magic but also magic entertainment, right um, mm-hmm. And I think the first is that it is made from um. The obsidian black stone of the of the mountains, like behind Uduasha, right, like uh, the Asha'wal Mountains. Yeah, um, and they are even um, in the heat of the day; they are ice cold to the touch. Um, and this is actually why the Colosseum, um, one of the arenas, is ringed entirely in it because. Uh, It's a very valid tactic to kind of just, like, push someone against the wall. Mm -hmm. um, And then they will just, like, get freezer burn, right? Yeah. I think the other thing is that the commentary box, uh, the reason they don't use megaphones is that there's runic warding so that Mm -hmm. the person who uh, is at the commentary box, um, whatever they say can be heard throughout the arena, um, Mm -hmm. even without needing to, like, really make an effort.
2: Okay, cool. So, sorry, what did you say about this black, black stone? I missed the word there. Razor burns? Freezer burn? It's like Freezer when something burn. is so cold it, it ah, yeah. burns you, right? Freezer. Okay, that's the word I missed. Yeah, so cold yeah. stone, circling it. And yeah. that's very cool, actually, because it fits with the image I have in mind. And I guess I'll, I'll introduce my detail here before we go on to Bidruhis. And it is mm-hmm. that Uduasha is a dry place, generally. It's in a desert. It's in a black desert. But uh, this, uh, this is the Shattered Isles. And it's not like it never rains. And I think to go with this Ketrisy theme and everything, it's a, actually a rainy day when this takes place, which may have been deliberate from the planners, right? The demon houses mm. can predict the weather fairly well. And they were like, OK, fine. It's a Ketris theme. We can roll with this. Let's set it on a day when it's raining. Nice. And so there's going to be like frost and ice gathering on these black stones. <laughs> mm.
4: Yeah. Just ask the... House and Kayat what the weather will be, or ask yeah. them to make the weather.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be raining as this sets about. And my last question—it's kind of two questions for Bidrihi—and uh, they are related. They are: What is the normal audience of the arena? Do you think what are they? What's their vibe, and what's the vibe of yours—the ones who've been drawn here by the Blue Smoke Troops advertising mm-hmm. campaign?
4: Okay. Before answering that question, I also wanted to point out on the subject of uh house on ruckus and like the stones Mm -hmm. the Colosseum is right next to the demon spire of ruckus
2: yep so there is a gigantic (laughs) tower looking down on all of this that's going on and there's probably some of the audience you know some of the members of the actual house watching from up there
4: Mm. that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. okay so they have opera
2: glasses so they can see what's going on yeah Mm -hmm. i
4: like the idea of like the Colosseum actually being built from the stone like a kind of like Yeah, sort of like, you know, it kind of slopes up and then there's the sharp drop and like on the kind of downward slope, they're built a hollow and then they kind of like uh, built the Colosseum there. But as to the audience, Mm -hmm. uh, so I think normally... So traditionally, the Colosseum has been like one of the most important sources of entertainment in Uduasha. And yeah, like kind of like how the Roman colosseums would work, right? You have like mm-hmm. the masses, but you also have the nobility and so on show up. Yeah, and I think like increasingly over time, it's been seen as kind of like a crass sort of like lowborn sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit difficult because obviously it is under the direct patronage of one of the noble houses. So I think most of the matches that happen here, most of the games that happen here, it tends to draw like the working class and like traditionalists. And like yeah. I heard fans of like various classes, and I think like sometimes the people from the noble house they kind of show up because they kind of have to, but otherwise it's like that kind of vibe. And I think on this particular day, because, you know, it's just, okay, Ketri. Do you, do you guys know what Ketris is? Oh Ketris? It's like, oh, they have sword schools there.. OK. Yeah. So, so it's like just a bunch of random schmucks would normally show up to this? Not that yeah. many uh and however i think we have managed to draw in a crowd of people who are there because okay so there's going to so the terrain is interesting it's exotic but Mm -hmm. also there are very very sexually attractive people as cheerleaders
2: okay yes
4: (laughs) so basically the fans of the blue blue smoke troop have showed up
2: ah yeah Makes sense. So they are probably a different crowd. They usually hang out up in Ash Cloister and yes. prefer <laughs> don't watch sports so often and are more preferring the uh, the weird entertainment forms that go on up there. But yeah, yeah. So fair that enough.
4: that crowd has shown up, and also the kind of people who would show up to you know attract the people uh, mm-hmm. as cheerleaders. It's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So basically, not much of a crowd that we would like, to be honest.
2: Yeah, but it's a crowd. yes yeah, We c- we
4: can work them into our favor.
2: And the advantage of them being Ash Cloister people is they're at least people who know how to spin a story, right? Mm-hmm. So Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Uh I think Saida as the actual duelist, I think you should roll the zero dice. This makes sense. So that's two d6 um, pick the lowest. And d6, a l one
3: I rolled two sixes, which means even on zero dice, we're in a controlled position.
4: Okay? How? How?
3: How? Uh, Saeeda's just that good. Okay? <laughs>
4: so um, there's a 1
5: in 36 chance of this happening.
2: Yeah, I don't yeah, need to think about think. this. I so expected this to start out incredibly desperate, and then you completely ace it despite all the odds being against you. So, okay. you uh, no, I have
4: a Sorry, let's, you have a suggestion, Tomb Tree, and so you yes. say that, and then I will say one. Okay, Okay. You guys both I... things,
2: then we'll take a quick break. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so just something to think about is I think Saida has come dressed in the traditional. Um, falling, the rising traditional rising moon style garb, whatever that is, I and mean, it clearly looks incredible, or at least it makes an impact. I'll I'll think about it during the break, and I encourage all of you to do so as well. But I think yeah. that is definitely yeah. one of the reasons it's and just exists. Mushfiq
5: is also dressed like that, but he doesn't want to be. Saida so has forced him into it. Yeah, Good.
4: My position. For Good. why this is a controlled position is yep. that Rakis looks down upon us. And he is pleased and excited and favorable to the scions of, of his long-lost sibling returning.
2: Ah, interesting. Interesting indeed. I also have an um, idea, but I'll tell that to you when I get back, because I am the mm-hmm. GM. So, yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, cool. See you in five. Five. Catch you soon. Yeah. Here close the doors to the House of Endings. Those who dwell within... Azoheb, called Clo. Adiat, called Soap, Saumitri, called Tree, and Emma. I have been Prince, your host. Our City of Uduasha is based on Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions, with special thanks to Johnstone Metzger. Follow us on Twitter, or support us on ko-fi.com slash Desperate Attune. If you want to engage further with us, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash where you will get our newsletter, extra content, and updates from Uduasha.
3: On the next desperate adieu.
1: Alright, so my plan is to have placed a booby trap in the arena and told Zaidar about it. And I have in my items a gourd of fire oil. Um, (laughs)
4: Like
1: it's a certain oil that combusts when it comes into contact with oxygen. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be an excellent thing to hide somewhere in this arena. Maybe either on the boardwalks or in like, on like an, like buried on like a little island in the mud or something.
2: Uh-huh.